Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. That was much closer than we thought it would be. The Nets beat a bad team tonight, and that's because we have Kevin Durant. Let's talk basketball in New York City's. New York Cities. I am Eve Darboos. I used to be at Eve Darboos on Twitter, but you can check me out manning the at Pythorn Twitter, trying at least trying to. I have with me today. My man, my partner, my co-host at Samuel LaChow. We tweet at our government names, well, I used to. Samuel, say good evening to the people. Good evening. <laughs> uh, a little bit of a scary Nets game, but, you know, when you're a good team, you win You win, you win ugly sometimes. That's right. That, that's why these guys don't shoot 80% on a season. You know, they they have these rough patches. Um the difference, to, to to keep it simple, was that we have Kevin Durant. I mean, there's a lot of things to be worried about. There's a lot of things still, <laughs> pun intended, rounding into shape. <laughs> but, but uh, I I I I think having one of the best GMs in the league, having one of the most flexible organizations in the league. Having a nice dearth of young talent that is going to be getting better in Long in Long Island as a part of the Long Island Nets, I think that there's solutions to our current problems. I will go second. Samuel, you go first. Tell them the keys of this game. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head originally. You know, you got a guy like KD, and that game just you know it doesn't go out of uh it doesn't go out of control i think if that was a game with the the young star nets with delo and lavert and stuff like that that's a game that we lose and everyone's kind of freaking out or maybe we win by like a buzzer beater or something yep. like that but you know when you got kd the you everyone takes a deep breath all, all everyone chills out it's kind of like uh i don't watch soccer that much but i, I remember uh Cristiano would always like score a goal sometimes and then kind of like tell the whole crowd like it's all good I have this under control that's a little bit how how that felt today yes um, you know he you know I root for Manchester United so yeah I uh I know Cristiano doing that very well um but yeah I mean look I thought I mean obviously Blake was really good and look it's important to get wins when a lot of stuff isn't clicking. Like, I mean, Harden had a triple-double, but it was about as ugly of a triple-double as you're going to see. Harris didn't play particularly well. Patty was in – we got, like, one of those those off-Patty uh, nights. Um, but, you know, Katie and LaMarcus held it down. Bruce Brown came up clutch at times. And Blake made a couple of non-shooting plays that were the most important plays of uh, of the game. What did you see? 
What I saw was a, a team that has flaws that teams could attack. If you notice at the end, they just, like, the, the chippiness with with um, with um uh, Blake Griffin and that, that young, I don't know who that kid is, but Stewart. that kid, yeah, Stuart, that kid is uh, uh, physical, he's athletic, yep. um, you know, I'm not going to call him the next Ben Wallace, but he looked like Ben Wallace down there in terms yeah. of physicality, he and, yeah, he has, yep. he definitely has a similar build, he, he looks like a Detroit Pistons player, and um, we don't have anything like that. Like, you know, Blake's a shit house. He he'll he'll muscle up to guys, but he's not necessarily uh uh you know a, a guy that's truly truly physical. He's he's he mucks it up, but he's not gonna like you know put bury his shoulder in your, in your chest and then bang it on you. And it's clear to me that. The Nets need two things that they really just don't have. They need a natural point guard. Right now, I would prefer, uh, uh, like, I take Chioza back. <laughs> to tell you the truth, like Chioza had a little bit more boogie in him than, than uh, 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 you know, uh, um, Javon Carter. But I see why they played Javon Carter. I think my eyes open to him a little bit. Defensively, he he's always in the right position. He's not a good one-on-one defender. That was a lie. Um, I, I don't, I'm not calling anyone a liar. I, I, I tend never to to say that, but that just was not true. To call him like some kind of stalwart defender, I, I, that's I haven't seen any signs of that. But he plays well inside of a de- defensive system. You, you you understand what I'm saying, Sam? He, no, I got you. Yeah, he he he's never in the wrong position. He's always there to contest even though he may not change a shot, he may not steal a, a, a ball. He, you could tell he's he's not really an NBA pl- caliber player. He's playing in the NBA. He's passable in the NBA. But he's not a good player. They have to find a way to upgrade on him because right now, when you overly rely on James Harden to be the ball handler, you get susceptible to the weaknesses of James Harden and the things that defensives can do to James Harden if there's nothing next to him to uh, counteract what uh, other people are, are doing. Um, yeah. Uh, to to stop James Harden. There's not there's no safety valve. There's no there's no, you know, thing to allow Harden to switch up and and so Javon Carter is not an answer to some of the Nets questions that that we're having. Um I don't want to put it all on him. I just think that we have a lot of misfitting pieces. Um when that second unit comes in with with uh with uh Millsap and LaMarcus it's like they're both trying to play power forward and they're both playing center really, really badly. It's You could tell that's not a role that they've played. You would think a guy as tall and with LaMarcus's size must have been a center when when they were in, in uh, high school. But I went back and looked at it. He was a power forward in high school too. So the Nets have three power forwards and all of them play center for the Nets. And none of them do it well. And so, young legs will take advantage of that. 
Um, and as the other part was that that uh, KD wasn't Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. He was more like right. Evan Durant. Like <laughs> he was missing yeah. something, and um, um, but still, he's so fucking good. Like that, even when he's Evan Durant and not Kevin Durant, um, he's still better than everybody else. And that, then, and that, and that ultimately was the difference in the game. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're, I think you're spot on. There were actually, I thought, you know, to your point, I think you're totally right about the ball handling that they need. There were actually two guys on the other side today in uh, Corey Joseph and Frank Jackson, who I was just thinking like, man, they don't even need like, you know, someone that great, but both of these guys can just like kind of, you know, control, control the offense for little bits and pieces of time. Like, yeah, we don't need a superstar point guard. We need like a DJ Augustine type of yeah. dude, like a Corey Joseph, like a guy that, you know, a journeyman guy that's just solid with the ball, who's going to hit an open shot. That That's why Javon Carter is not doable. It's because he can't, he he's left wide open. And when he's on the car, even when, the, when um, it's him and KD or it's him and Harden, he does so little that he doesn't take advantage of the fact that people are selling out to to guard everyone else but him and he's just so poor that that he doesn't he doesn't even create for people after you know like like guys will just guys will just leave their man to come guard him late he doesn't even really have court vision to kind of hit an open guy going or cutting to the basket. And there's, and we have to admit also to his defense that there's not much cutting to the basket happening um, <laughs> on the Brooklyn Nets right now. But uh, I, I just, I just honestly just don't, um, I don't get, uh, uh, you know where his usefulness will be or how he will improve. I just think this is who he is, but I do see what he does on defense. He he's sol- he's the most stable guy in this Clifford defense that the Nets have. He's always in the right position. He's always he's he's always making um you know uh the the right defensive read. He's just not really that good of a defender and, and he's just not physically up to the job. What what Who's your Javon Carter? Who do you who do you want to take a uh, uh, note with for for tonight? You know, like, I mean, I don't really feel like I have. I mean, look, the, 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 this is the type of game that's just ugly, and it's the first game of a of a, lo- of a long road trip after being home for a while. So I don't like to get um, too worked up one way or another. But I thought, I mean, I think Harris still just like. He he had a good overall game last game, but I think like he just doesn't look like himself when he's shooting. There's he just, was kind of invisible tonight, right? Like he, he yeah, like he got in the way of people, <laughs> but he didn't really make that many plays. I, I think he hit a couple of threes. Like, let me pull up the stats while you talk about it, Chad. Yeah, I just you know like he. Um, he to me means a lot more to the team than I think people realize. Cause when they see him, they're like, Oh, but he's not like a, uh, he's not a, a, a star or anything like that, but it's just, the team just has a different vibe and the stats show it. Um, 
when when he scores well. Like I, I mean, I've looked up these stats a lot, and I actually have them right here. So the Nets last year, when Joe Harris scored 14 points or more, do you know what their record was? Undefeated. <laughs> uh, 27 and seven. Wow. When he scores, when he scored 15 points last year, they were 24 and four. Like he, when he when he is like an when he is like doing his thing, even when he scored 12 points or more last year, 32 and 13. So this team is this team is like unbelievably elite when he's just doing like average to a little bit above average what like he can be, which is why which is why me and you were so devastated, you know, during the playoffs last year because even though there was no Kyrie and. Uh, and 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 like a half a Harden or forty percent of a Harden, me and you both knew like if this guy hits hits his shots is like even doesn't shoot twenty percent but shoots twenty eight percent or thirty percent like this whole series feels differently because that's, huh. that's yeah what no he, that's it, what he does like it, he, it, it brings he us no go ahead everything out and he just it's devastating you know uh, Matt said this on one of our I think on our preview pod and it's just true it's like when he's hitting. It just has a devastating feel to the defense. It's like you finally got the ball out of KD's hand. You finally got the ball out of Harden's hand. Maybe you also got the ball out of Kyrie's hand. And then it goes to this, like, shooter with weird fucking hair, and then he hits a three. Like, yeah. It's, uh, it's devastating. No, nah, I mean, we, we know we know the, the reality. He hits two threes out of a bunch of misses. Like, if he shoots 30%, yep. <laughs> all right, or if he shoots 32%, we're champions. And and that just goes to show, like he's he's an important piece. And when he's bad, the other things, like his limitations, um, become more apparent. You know, he's undersized. He's playing small forward against bigger athletic guys. He's sometimes he's scrambling to keep up with bigger athletic guys, and he's in the wrong place. And 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 then on top of it, he's not that great of a free throw shooter. So even if he draws a foul, he's not knocking them down all the way. Like I, Joe has to be better, but Joe just kind of, you know, illustrates the point that it Joe Joe for me just illustrates the point why why it's so hard for Harden right now. Now I promised we would argue on on the timeline about James. Yep, I feel. That James Harden is having a hard time right now, more so than regular, for a couple of things. Let's start. Let's start with how much of the ball he has. He has a lot of the ball. He has a second, the second highest usage rate on the team. But Kevin Durant is balling. Kevin Durant is in great shape. He came. He came in from the Olympics still right. He's a little. He wasn't injured like Harden was, so he wasn't rehabbing all summer. So Kevin Garan is, of course, is going to be in MVP form. And Harden, you know, we're looking at him. He's a little pudgy. He's definitely, I, I do see what you see, uh, uh, Sam, about him, his first step being a little bit off. But my retort to that is James Harden never really had that much of a first step. What James Harden had was he, he just, he, he has the same thing that Joe Johnson has where almost like when he's really really in control 
he it's it's the fact that he changes speed so much and that he has so many things in his bag that he's hard to stop. The problem with the Nets is they've taken away or they haven't really supplied James Harden with what he usually has. He usually has two lob threats on his teams. The Houston James Harden has always had a Capella and a Covington. Just things that would make a defense not sell out guarding him off the dribble. Right now, there is nobody to throw a lob to. It is so easy to just eliminate uh, Bruce Brown that it doesn't it, it really takes away 25% of what is Kevin um, what is James Harden. And it make even though he got 10 assists tonight, it still was a struggle 10 assists. I, he's trying to throw passes to guys standing still. If, a, if, if the person that's catching a James Harden pass is standing still, it's not going to work. So, so having LaMarcus Aldridge, horrible, horrible lob threat. Paul Millsap, just the shittiest of, of, of lob threats. Um, um, Bruce Brown. It doesn't even make sense that he's that, that he's the lob threat, and Blake Griffin, the the conductor of 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 Lob City, no longer a lob threat. So the, for the same reason why young athletic teams gives up gives us problems on weird nights, um, um, it's the reason why James is off to a slow start. So James usually starts off slow in, in the month of October, but it, he usually has other things and other weapons that he can go to, and he usually has all of the ball. He has to share it with KD. It, the optics look a little bit off, but trust me, man, I really believe James will be back. Now tell me why I'm wrong. I just look, I think... I think two things can be true. I think that he can be still a really good player and be still capable of being an MVP type player. But what I see right now is a dude who like is getting gassed way quicker. I've never seen the amount of times like he fumbles the ball dribbling. I think that he used to get by his first guy like actually pretty easily and today he was having trouble with guys who aren't known as like that good of defenders I mean he had that play towards the end of the game where he just could, could not beat Corey Joseph and got bailed out on a reach and call that I'm not sure was a reach in so that so, so before you get past that play I want to I want to respond to that if you if you remember with that Corey Joseph play like the he I, one of the things I love about James Harden is how he keeps his head up and how he's always scanning the court. When Joseph attacked him, he attacked him and was and was in his shirt. Usually, you get into you 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 get into James Harden's um, um, jersey on defense. You play him that close. What is he doing? He's throwing a pass. He's throwing a lob. He's doing something else. But there's nothing else to do which allows defenders to sell out. And that's, that's what I'm seeing, which is affecting his dribble, which is affecting his timing. And, his, and James Harden is all skill. He's not, necess- like, he's not really an athlete like that. Like, he can dunk it. He could, he, could, he could do a lot of different things. And, and yes, 
Is his first step usually quicker? Hell, hell's freaking yes. Yes, yes. I, I will agree with that. But I'm telling you, what is hindering James Harden right now is this is the way our team is structured. And I'll, I'll shut up and let you finish your uh, uh No, your I mean, I think it is. I think it is a nuanced point that, to be honest, like I've gone back and forth with a lot, back and forth with a lot of people, and no one has brought that up. So I do give you a lot of credit. I just like, I just see it as, I just see it as a, as a body fitness thing. Like, like the whole, like. I mean, I, I mean, I know you did also, but like you watch those games in Houston, that dude would like cross people up and then get by somebody else. And he would, and he would get fouled. Like he's getting like, uh, you know, Matt said this on one of our podcasts. Also, he's getting like swatted a lot. He doesn't seem like he has the same lift when he jumps. He's, he's missing layups. Like he's not. And, and look, part of it might be the, the refereeing. I personally don't think it's like as much of a thing as what other people, as what other people think, especially Nets fans who are willing to talk about like most Nets fans, especially those on Twitter who are willing to talk about everything besides his weight. And I just like, you know, the hamstring injury, like, like I get it. I'm I, like, I don't have it right now. <laughs> like, thank God. Uh, but, but you know, like the hamstring injury, if we call a spade a spade was six months ago. This like the playoffs weren't three weeks ago. Like he had the, he had the hamstring thing six months ago. And I get that it's a rehab, but last time I checked, like, you can rehab and also like maybe not be in quote unquote basketball shape, but you can, you can be rehabbing your hamstring and not gain weight. And he looks heavier to me. Like if you look at his videos, which I've posted multiple times on uh, Twitter. Yeah. He's uh, heavier than he's heavier than Houston, but he was heavier last year. I I think last year. But, but, but I guess my, so the point that I've made, which I know that you agree with as well is like, me and you are in this, and we want to do this, and we love talking about this team. But the thing we care about the most is them winning. And if he, especially if Kyrie isn't back, which we may or may not talk about in this podcast, like if if, oh, if Kyrie, if uh, if if Harden is going to be a ninety-two percent of what he was, or an eighty-eight percent of he was, that could be the difference of winning a series. Like it just it, it just can't. So for people to, so I, and which is, and this is not what you're saying. This is what other people are saying. But when people are like, dude, what are you so mad about? He had a triple double. And I'm talking like, dude, like, like, I know this guy is a really good player. That wasn't, that like, wasn't James, a James Harden triple double. Like he could do that triple double in his sleep. The he, James he Harden triple double is when it's like the, the other team, you're just looking at them and they're exasperated because they can't figure exactly. out how to stop that guy. Exactly. And so my thing is like, is like for people to be like, for people to look at the counting stats, which by the way, is like very much to me, a sign of like, you're kind of playing a little bit of like the, the, the Homer game and just like, want to support your dude. Like this dude, this dude usually had triple doubles or close to that by halftime because he was so fucking good at slicing and dicing defenses. And by the way, he almost had a quadruple double in turnovers today. Like he, like I don't know, he he to me is moving at a very different pace, and I think and and I think you can tell that he's moving at a different pace because if you look at every single possession towards the end of the game, it was him just handing the ball off to KD. Like this dude is a guy who thinks of himself as one of like the best players ever, who used to argue with Giannis over like Twitter over who should be MVP, and was upset when Curry won his first MVP and stuff like that. And this dude is deferring because he knows he's not like there. Like, I don't know. I think it. I he, think it says something. He recognizes that 
even him joining this team was him recognizing that Kevin Durant is better than him. He knows that. That's his big bro. Like not they're not That's separated great. by that much in age. But if if the same way Kyrie goes, Kevin Durant is someone who probably should take the last shot before me. Harden believes that too. And I don't think that's wrong. And I also think there's nothing wrong with the way Harden is playing or getting into shape because the unknown factor is look how good Kevin Durant has been. Yep. When you're that good, I think it's almost like a good thing that a teammate that's usually like James Harden is saying, baby, you, you're on fire. Take it. This is, this is your show. Make it happen. And it, it's not hurting the Nets when they let Kevin Durant do what he's doing. And right now, he's the best player in the league. He today I saw that you know people unanimously had him as the as the as the uh, in the lead for for MVP over Steph Curry. And we don't win without him. So I I appreciate and I'm patient enough to let him get in shape during the season. That means it's going to take 20 games. But there's a lot of weird things happening in the season. Shoot, the, the fucking Knicks are beating the Bucks tonight. And so and so that you know stuff is happening. Let let's let's let everybody start to thaw out. Let the winter roll in. By the time it's 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 Christmas and we're watching that that quadruple header of of games, we'll We'll know who everybody is. Right now, it's 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 easy to take an L or or to look a little sloppy. Let's let's just have some faith. Agreed, partner. Agreed. All right. Let's talk. About, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about two things. You get to pick which one we talk about first. Claxton going to the Long Island Nets and rehabbing, or <laughs> Eric Adams. Talking about uh, he's not lifting no mandate. So I have I have almost I have very little to add on on Claxton because all I've done is read some tweets about it. So if you have comments, you should go ahead. But I think I'm I don't even think I have anything that interesting to uh, to add on it. So you can do your Claxton piece and then we can talk Kyrie. So our last pod, we tried to figure out what's wrong with the kid, and we've. I think we came before my son kung fu'd my my MacBook Air. Um, uh, I had to dust off an old MacBook Pro while my MacBook Air is in the shop. The thing about having a kid who's basketball crazy, at any given point, he tries to jump over stuff. (laughs) And um, I, I I was uploading the last pod, and my kid just jumped over the coffee table and kick the shit out of my screen so <laughs> I, I'm partner again I apologize for losing that pod oh. um, we may still have it and we will publish it folks if I if, when I get back that that uh, when my screen's fixed on, on my other laptop but either way um, if the kid has mono say the kid has mono it, it really knocked him for a loop he already wasn't you know, they didn't have to say this part. We would have understood he already had been in pretty bad shape. You know, tell us. Why le- why let us just kind of have an imagination about what's going on? Like, right now I'm thinking maybe they just 
took him to the side and just gave him like a little bit of extra training, personal training camp, and just tried to get him into shape. But that doesn't make sense because he could just get into shape playing. Like, just bring him off the bench, give him 20 minutes, and run him up and down the court, and he'll eventually get into shape. Right. Um, so that didn't really make sense. And if he had COVID, they would have to report it to the team and all this other nonsense. But the, the I, it's not that either. The, the reason why it just feels fishy to me is because the Nets always just wants to clamp up on, on things. And this one doesn't make sense. I, if you don't want to tell me Bruce Brown has a bad ankle so that the opposing teams don't check him on that, that is when I'm happy that the Nets are, are hiding things. When I'm mad about the Nets hiding things is when... It's a dude with a cold or a flu or whatever the hell. Let just tell us what's wrong with the kid. That why have our imaginations run run wild? And and I don't know. I just hope he's all right. I think he should spend some time with the Long Island Nets. Something I I didn't see Karis or Spencer or um, even Jared after his third year go back to the Long Island Nets to, to rehab. I, I mean, am, am I right in that, in saying that? Like, that, that for a third-year player who's been a starter, that is kind of weird that they're sending him up and down with the Long Island Nets. And even though maybe that's just so that he could practice with them, it, it just still, it just makes me feel a little, nah. <laughs> am, no, I, I, am I tripping? I, I, I agree. I think there's something a little weird about it. Um, Look, I I mean, I think the interesting point that you also made is like the Nets communication with the media, I think, and I mentioned this, I remember on a spaces or something like that. There is something to the fact that like, when you put up this brick wall of like not giving out information, like eventually that brick wall like starts to wither away and then you have like little holes here and there that actually make the situation almost like worse than it was before and i gave this analogy but you know like the thunder when they had kd and westbrook and hard and nabaka they the thunder used to have like this really intense pr team that like only let a couple of different writers speak to them and like they really coddled them and stuff like that. And I think like in the long run, that didn't really help any of the guys. I think it like gave them like, uh, I, I, I think that kind of played into like Katie being seen as sensitive. Well, I never thought he was sensitive. I think he just like thought a lot of reporters asked dumb questions. And like, I think, I, I think sometimes, you know, like when you try to hide stuff, it makes it much worse than just, as you said, just saying what, what the deal is. And so I do. I would kind of like to see the Nets just generally be a little bit more transparent about about stuff because I just think that like shit's gonna get out anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, but still, I, I and I I did wanted to add something about this, and um, and it'll lead into our, our next conversation that we don't we don't have any choice but talk about. Um, but it's about Woj. If Marx is leaking anything, he's leaking it to Woj. Yep. I don't want to hear from anybody that Woj will, you know, say things or when he's not in the know. Sean Marks, we've seen Sean Marks have dinner with with Woj in Brooklyn. We've seen Sean Marks 
basically over the last four years always leak everything to 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 uh Woj. The only time Shams beats Woj on a Nets thing is if it's an agent that's yep. leaking it. So so I know when he says something or when 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 Sean Marks wants the world to know something, he's saying it through Woj. Woj would never betray like that's the lifeblood of his business and how he does his thing is that he gets shit from Sean directly from Sean Marks. And if he would ever betray that or get on the other side or on the bad side of, of Sean Marks, guess what? That information well dries up. Something you don't want to happen when Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and, and James Harden is on one team. So when he said the other day that they're taking calls, I promise you that's something that Sean Marks wanted out there. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, it's immature. Like we let's not be babies about it, Nets. I don't want to get the million of DMs tomorrow of how I'm a Kyrie hater and all these things. I fucking love Kyrie. I want him to come back. And guess what? I want him to be a healthy, good role model for his people. Right now, Google it if you don't believe me. If you're not reading the newspapers and 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 troubled by this, if you're not. If you don't have family on with, with boots on the ground telling you what's happening in these other communities, but on Indian reservations, or excuse me, on, on indigenous people re- reservations, they're dying. They're dying. They're still getting COVID. They're still having outbreaks. And by the way, and by the way, Kyrie went on to one of the reservations without a mask and being unvaccinated. Like these are the people that you don't see right now in in entitled gentrified Brooklyn. Everything is fine. You want to know why? Because we're mostly liberals. We're mostly Democrats. We followed the rules. We were locked up in our houses for the long the longest times, and we did what we were supposed to do: closing businesses, shutting down major corporations, saved our city. It saved our city, and we don't want to go backwards because we're way more susceptible than these other places. We live one on top of each other. And guess what? In at-risk communities, people are dying. Let me bring it back to the point that I want to bring it back to. When Sean Marks basically allowed, because it's the ultimate cop-out type of leak, too, the Nets are getting phone calls, but they're not making any. If you heard the Nets were talking to people about trades from anyone that wasn't the Brooklyn Nets, you don't say it like that. You don't say the Nets are taking calls, but they're not. And then add that little nuance on the end, but they're not making them. That, that, was, a, that was a warning shot. That was Sean Mark shooting up in the air and saying, Kyrie, I hope I have your attention. He didn't shoot at him. It's not that he doesn't want Kyrie back. He wants Kyrie back. He wants Kyrie to be sensible. 
he also wants to please his boss that's paying a shitload of fucking luxury tax. They asked him, how committed are you? And you know what Josiah responded? He said, I paid $100 million in luxury tax last year. Not salary, $100 million in luxury tax for a team that didn't win a championship. And guess what? He's going to pay more this year. And he's paying that our, our star guard to sit at home 50% of his salary on a decision that on a decision that that he could have easily said shit if I'm paying all this money he better at least play the road games he didn't do that we have to be grown-ups about this we have to think this thing through this is not this is not little kid games these like it's incredible that motherfuckers are getting their medical advice from a kickboxing com- stand-up comedian. Who the fuck is Joe Rogan for you to be taking prescriptions of, of horse dewormer, a drug that's there to take away parasites and to treat scabies and fucking million, multi-millionaire pro athletes like Aaron Rodgers getting on television and actually looking into a camera with his fucking smug face and he's telling us about being immunized not knowing what the fuck that word means. This shit is fucking crazy. And all of us, because we love this kid so much, we love Kyrie. Because we love him so much, we want to say these things to ourselves that we know is not true. We know Sean Marks leaks to woes. That wasn't an ESPN special. That wasn't one of those Stephen A. Smiths. Yeah, I'm hearing from people that, you know, they talking about, they listening for Kyrie. No, Listen, if woes said it, that means their buttons are being pushed and everybody else is vaxxed. Maybe if we had a Republican, you know, Trump crazy as a as a as a as a as a governor of the team or the owner of the team, maybe then these shenanigans would be cool. But like I said, the this owner has been vaxxed four times. I listen. What Eric Adams said, and I'm sorry for this rant, Sam. I, I, no, you're I, good. I, I, want, I need you to understand this from, you know, as I've said many times, I'm very proud of my father. My father is a Supreme Court justice. Whenever I tell people, oh, my father's a judge, they go, oh, shoot, you probably never paid for any car tickets. Nope. I pay more tickets than anyone else to the point where I don't even want to have a car. I just prefer to not have a car. You want to know why I've never gotten a ticket fixed, even though my brother is NYPD and my father is a Brooklyn Supreme Court justice? It's because the scrutiny on someone who is black in these leadership positions is crazy. I've never gotten any kind of unfair or, or, or special treatment for who my parents are. And I shouldn't. But I understand when you take these political positions, when you run for a Supreme for Brooklyn Supreme Court justice, there are people who are waiting on the opposing political side to basically just just um, um, ruin your name. I will tell you a story and I will make it quick. I promise. 
My father wrote a letter one time for my cousin. My cousin, he had gotten caught up in a crack conspiracy. He wasn't on crack, but my cousin is a CPA. Well, at the time he was in college and he became drug dealers accountant. He goes to, to jail, he pleads out and he should have gotten probation, first time offense and all that, but the judge was being hard on him. My father wrote a letter for him just to bring to the judge's attention. My cousin graduated with two degrees, never been in trouble, comes from a good family and that we would all be responsible for him. My father was admonished by the courts because that judge filed a complaint against him. And then the Daily News did an article about him talking about my father being a corrupt judge, a man who, will, who won't even park his car, who will bring out tape measure to make sure his car is seven feet away from a hydrant. He doesn't do anything. He does everything. He dots his I's. He crosses his T's and he measures it. And I'm telling you, when you get into those positions, when you rise that high in the New York City political landscape where a billion dollars could be on the line just by your appointment into these positions, when you're black and you get to these places, you have to be even more legit because people can't wait to take you down. We're not the Cuomos. We're not the Koch's. Our close personal family friend, David Dinkins, was mayor of this city. I used to play tennis with his daughter. And he couldn't do anything wrong. And to even think that Eric Adams would come into this position and the first thing that he would do was to free Kyrie from this is madness. To ask it is madness. Because Kyrie, it's not that Kyrie's going to come into the city and give everybody COVID. It's that he's, he's a representative of a mindset that is killing people in our communities. Yep. Right? When he was coy about it, I tried to tell everybody, Eric is a politician. He's not going to tell you before he's elected by a landslide might I add you that oh I'm I'm not I'm not giving it to Kyrie but once he's in the job it's not political anymore yep. it's about doing the job the right way so maybe you could keep it maybe you could be an example for other black mayors to to maybe came in come in the last black mayor we had it 31 years ago and we haven't even had anyone come close since the immaturity of net fans to be on Twitter timeline, being disappointed, already calling Eric Adams' name, names, because you fucking love Kyrie, an anti-vaxxer who doesn't believe in science. Now, what Aaron Rodgers did, Sam, is way worse. And yep. it's way, way worse. But it's, this is not the right time to capitulate to these people who are on the, on the wrong side of history. And I will pray every day for that brother to just wise up. 
to just see it for what it is and be an example for people that sometimes you got to do the right thing in the service of your people. You got to. Millions love you. They stormed our building. Screaming your name. And to this day, all you've done is post a picture of Morpheus. How fucking crazy is that? The voice of the voiceless. I mean, it's so hard. I love this kid. I want him to be a part of our championship. I don't want to trade him. I don't like hearing, seeing Sean Marks sending these little sh- shots through Woj. I just want him to come back and be and just do his thing. Yep. I'm sorry, Sam. <laughs> no, I, I would, no, I was, no, I actually thought what you just said was awesome, and I think it was very, very, uh, from like on a macro level, like just very relatable, very rational, and incredibly smart and well said the only two things i would add to you is that no one likes to to add to what you said is that a lot of people don't like to think about context and the two things that i'd like to bring up is so let me get this straight eric adams is going to be coming the new mayor in the middle of the winter when everyone says that COVID cases will inevitably tick up, as we saw a year ago, whether people are vaccinated, with the, even even with vaccinated numbers being way better, you have a ton of college kids, you have a ton of high school prep kids, whatever, all coming home to see their loved ones, and 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 ev- and everyone's going to be inside, maskless, doing their thing. And the other thing that a lot of people aren't talking about, and we don't know, and I really hope, and like, and literally, legitimately praying that this doesn't happen. But I don't know about you, like everything I've read says that these va- the efficacy of these vaccines after six months, like no one really knows. And like, I don't know about you, I got mine, I got mine in late April. So I'm, I've already passed the six month mark and like, I'm hoping I can get a booster sometime soon. But for some people, they got their vaccine in March in, or February and all the indications are that people are not as fast to get their booster as they are to get the original shot. And all that tells me is this thing isn't over. And the notion that people think that like, that, that, that Kyrie is getting an exemption. And also like you got like, and you said this, I think it's super smart. I want to, and I want to repeat it. The politics, especially in the social media world, and especially in like a post Trump world, whatever it is, is legitimately 99.9% about optics and whether that mandate that originally that the de Blasio originally put in was smart or stupid or whatever you think. And even though it has to do with entertainers and, and which is a very, 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 very small minority, the optics of any type of lifting of a mandate in the middle of a win- in the middle of the winter when the vaccines could be wearing off on people, that just doesn't sound like something that's that's in a politician's best interest in a city as liberal as New York. But that's just me. That's just my take. I, just, I mean, it's but, it's everybody with sense is take right. If you take the, I, I am an insane Nets fan. Yep. <laughs> I want to believe. I I sent you screen caps of the text that I sent Eric Howard, Eric Adams on the day that on the day that he got elected. <laughs> I wasn't even bashful, and thank and he didn't return them, which he shouldn't have. But at the same time, 
<laughs> he should ignore ignore my stupid ass. But at the same time, what the other part of this that you don't understand, people don't understand, is all these unvaccinated people are basically allowing this virus to churn inside him and become and create variants. And if these variants start to spread, we're fucked. There's no more money to do what they did last year. There's no there's no stimulus checks coming again. Now it's just lock in and get broke. The damage could be just so much worse. And these smug anti-vaxxers with their ivermectin and other shit that don't work and other medications that will only work for the rich. 3000 dollars cocktail. Free vaccination. You mean to tell me you want to tell the people of East New York to come pay $3,000 for uh, some ivermectin Joe Rogan cocktail? You, <laughs> you, you want to tell the, 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 the poor people of Red Hook, the poor people of Brownsville, the poor people of Canarsie, Starright City, Shit, Mill Basin. You want to tell those working class people, my my doctor prescribed me a $3,000 cocktail of, of amazing stuff and I got better in a week. I can't taste anything, but I got better in a week. Fuck you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> this is it's not... So, it's you, you it's keep, so true. It's like, crazy. The... the, the you're not afraid of COVID. You're afraid of the vaccine, right? This is the this is the madness. I I I called because we can't go to Haiti because it's madness there for the same reason there's madness here. I call. I'm talking to to my groundskeeper, and we're going much longer than I thought we were. I call and talk to my groundskeeper, and my groundskeeper and I start having this conversation, and that's when it just dawns on me. How much just first world country privilege that we have. He loves basketball. He watches it on. He basically watches my same uh, uh, direct TV streaming thing from there. So he sees all of the Nets game. And we were talking. He's asking me a question. He's like, yo, where's Kyrie? And I'm explaining to him, oh, Kyrie won't get vaccinated because... He doesn't believe in the vaccine. And like that shit just went way over his head. He was like, so he's scared of COVID? I'm like, no. He's he doesn't want to he's he's scared of the vaccine. He's scared of the he's scared of the medicine. I'm like, yes, he's scared of the medicine. And in my mind, as I'm going through this conversation with this young man, uh, he's not that young anymore, but it just doesn't make sense to him. Because guess what? He had to put his him, his son, and his wife on what's called the Top Top to go all the way to Port-au-Prince, which is an hour and a half away from, from my house, to the airport where they were administering the vaccine to people. He stood on a line for four hours to get the damn shot so that he could great, greet my, my people who come 
to come for our Airbnb and he could protect his family from this disease. And you mean to tell me a multimillionaire who they would parachute in doctors to give him the vaccine doesn't take it? These are first world problems. <sighs> okay, I've gone too far, Sam. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I... Uh, no, I, I, I 100% agree. I think it's... I, I'm Like, my mind is blown by... I think... And I think... And to, and to close the loop and to relate it back to the Nets, I think this idea that, like, people, like, Nets fans feel the need to say, like, quote-unquote, I stand with Kyrie. I don't know, like, I just don't know what the fuck that means. Like, you, like, what, like, like, what are you standing, like, what are you standing with? Why are you standing with him? And I hope everyone knows that, you know, like, human beings are complex. You can like something someone does and not like something someone does. Kyrie buying George Floyd's family a home is an unbelievable act of kindness. Him not getting the vaccine is fucking dumb. And the things he said about it are really stupid. Like, two things can be true. Exactly. Exactly. And I could believe in respecting what someone's belief believes in, but at the same time, understand that person believes in bullshit. We literally saw over a thousand human beings, mostly white, in a country that gives them all kinds of, of, of privilege. But we saw a thousand people line up on both sides of the grassy knoll where, where John F. Kennedy was killed and standing there waiting for QAnon, for what QAnon predicted that JFK was coming back. Do you understand where we are with people with bad ideas in this country, Samuel? It's crazy. It's madness. They think, listen, I, I, I don't talk to my little cousin sometimes just because of the nonsense that they're telling us. They're saying to me that QAnon told them, and, and these are my smart cousins, my cousin in MIT, who is saying to me, QAnon says Tupac isn't dead. Tupac isn't dead? How the fuck would QAnon know if Tupac is dead or not? Do you understand the stupid shit people are fixing their mouths and saying in a first world country? It's madness. <laughs> madness. Yep. It, res- respecting people's ability to believe what they want is one thing. But it doesn't mean you have to respect their bad ideas. And it's yep. almost a crime if you let them just keep going on believing things that are nonsense. Yep. Dude, we're not supposed to go an hour on post game. We had a pre <laughs> we, we had a production meeting. Matter of fact a production group chat text. <laughs> yeah. It's all <laughs> that, good. We, that we would do these fast. I'm sorry. I, I think the I think the, the the Rogers thing really just amped us both up. Nah, the the Rogers thing just shows that we're in a really, really bad place, man. These both Rogers and Kyrie. I think I I think I posed an interesting question on, on Twitter, but nobody really uh, fed into it. Um, but you know, Rogers' girlfriend is some kind of homeopathic healer, and so is Kyrie's. I, I wonder how much 
that has to do with what's going on. I hope someone who's a, a better, uh, who's a, a real investigative j- journalist kind of looks at that point. Um, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, j- I just want, I just want him to do the right thing in the sense of, and, and I, again, I, I don't, maybe I can't really suggest what the right thing is, you know, but I, based on all of the science, based on how much the efficacy of this thing and how much it's just keeping us from moving forward as a society, South Korea, you know, um, where I also have family because of my wife, um, is basically COVID free and doing really well. And it was because their society trusted each other. It's because they were able to just quickly just everybody get COVID, everybody get the vaccine, and they did it. And our country, man, for the worst reasons, from listening to the worst people, from Trump, a a a charlatan, and reality TV show star that somehow became president, Joe Rogan, a kickboxer, and and podcaster. <laughs> is giving medical advice like he's the Surgeon General. I, you know, Tim Pool, that idiot, got COVID, and he called, and he calls Joe Rogan. Aaron Rodgers gets COVID, he calls Joe Rogan. Millionaires, you could have got the vax for free and you wouldn't have to do none of this bullshit. You, had, you could have taken no horse dewormer. I love my Brooklyn Nets, Sam. Hi, what say you? You still love your Brooklyn Nets? And I love Kyrie, too, by the way. You know, I'm, I'm pumped, but also nervous for, you know, Sunday's game against the Raptors is going to be tough. That's the type of team that me and you get nervous about. Long, athletic, feisty. And they're staunch defenders, man. We're, we're going to need a better KD next next game, and we're going to need a better Harden to, to, to beat those guys. We'll, we'll, we will be there to cover it, Brooklyn Nets fan, and I promise there will be no tirades. I will not, I will not give long-winded... Um, but heartfelt, like I, I mean that shit. I want us to be a better society. I want us to be better people. I want the bad guys to stop winning. I want, I want people to stop hoodwinking guys like Kyrie. Like Kyrie didn't create that flat Earth shit. Kyrie didn't create this, the other crazy shit that he believes in. Kyrie didn't create this anti-vax movement. It's internet. It's internet knowledge. And I'm, as someone who's worked on the internet since 1996, I'm an OG in this space. We had different, like when we were imagining what the internet could be with broadband, this is not what we pictured. We didn't know we would poison each other like this. We thought, oh my God, no kid will ever have to buy an encyclopedia again. And now no kid got any goddamn sense. (laughs) <laughs> Samuel Lachow is my partner You can find him on Twitter I am typically at Eve Darbuz And we are Podthorn We'll be back on for the Raptors game Later everybody Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. 
Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.